Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there are an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. Whenever you're listening, I'm excited that you joined us. Um, We've got a cool topic today. It's going to be a lot of fun. My wife did the notes today, so, you know, it's going to be super practical. (laughs) I like practical. Sometimes it's good to do super practical stuff. All right. So how's your day going so far? Good. Good. Very good. How's your day going? Well, it's ending currently. Um, I wasn't sure if you were going to actually tell people when we're recording the podcast. Oh, yeah. No, we're all in on this thing. So, (laughs) you know, no, it's late Thursday night. We're committed to you, podcast fam. Yeah. So when I say happy Friday, I'm thinking about tomorrow. Right. For sure. Because tomorrow's going to be a great day. Because I'm going to have omelets at 9.30 a.m. I'm going to make some omelets. It's going to be so good. I'm going to shoot my bow practice up make sure i can hit what i'm aiming at oh my goodness yeah my wife wants to talk about this now so what are we talking about today (laughs) let's get into it today i wanted to talk about breaking busy um because you know uh, i don't know about you guys but for me i enjoy being busy i do i enjoy being busy i enjoy because to me i feel purpose when i'm busy i feel like i'm doing something i feel like um i'm not lazy but what i have noticed is that there is a very large difference between being busy and and being productive yeah and I couldn't agree more. I mean, you see people, they sit in their office all day long, or maybe they work on something all day long, and at the end of the day, you're like, okay, well, what did you produce? What what did you get from the totality of your work today? Yeah. And it seems like no value was added, nothing was accomplished, there was no production or fruit or anything like that. And that kind of shows that you can be busy and non-productive, right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, it's funny because as Christians, our productivity is weighed a little bit differently than right. what the world would. And obviously, you know, this is a Christian podcast, so we'd be amiss to just get so practical we'd be and not amiss. get <laughs> oh dear, and not get spiritual at all about it. But basically, the thing that kind of um, struck a chord with me was uh, recently I've been talking to two different people um, that are have voices in my life, and um, both these women said to me how something that they have applied in their own lives is that when they go to bed at night, they say, Father, are you pleased with me? Mm -hmm. And based on what they feel like the Lord responds is whether they weigh whether they had a good day or not. Mm -hmm. And that was something that struck a chord with me because I remember, um, well, after having that conversation with them, I lay my head down on the pillow and I asked the Lord if he was pleased with me. And I, I, it was almost like crickets. And I realized as I reflected on my day, how I had been busy, but I hadn't actually been productive. Right. I had been going about doing stuff, but I had never once stopped and actually asked the Lord, hey, what do you want for this day? What do what you know? What Where are we going with this day? And right. I realized I'd just been super busy, but I hadn't actually been productive because right. productivity as a Christian equals fruit, right? Amen. Busy is just, you know, 
dates and times on a calendar, but productivity equals fruit. Now, if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, you know, I'm not a pastor. I, I have a secular job. Yeah, which God has put you there. Right. So what is he telling you to do with your day in terms of productivity? Absolutely. And we can see because people and especially Christians, oh my goodness, they remove every um, every weight off of their own shoulders and try to blame everything else and give all of the excuses in the world, right? So many Christians, yeah. they're just like, okay, well, you know, I'm believing God for money, but um, you know, well, I'm kind of waiting just for a check to show up at my front door. Meanwhile, God's opening up opportunities for you to put your hands to the plow, to work, to pick up an extra job, to, you know, maybe sow a seed and see a financial breakthrough, Christians, we always try to find a reason why not to be productive. But I think the Bible kind of paints a pretty clear picture that Jesus wants productivity. Yeah, he expects expects productivity. He expects productivity. You know, our salvation, we don't get saved by works, but works absolutely prove our salvation 100%. Right. And let's read the scripture real quick. In John 15, I'm going to hop around a few verses, but in John 15, this is what the Bible says. If you hear pages crinkling, it's because that literally a it's real a real Bible. Bible it's a real Bible, y'all. <laughs> um, John 15, one says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. So what do we see in that? Those that don't produce, they're cut off. Those that do, they're pruned and prepared to actually produce even more. Verse 5 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. And then verse 7 says, But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. So what does the Bible say? The Bible literally says if you produce fruit and if you can lay your head down at the end of the day and say, God, are you pleased with me? And you feel that resounding yes, that shows that you're a true disciple. It's part of the evidence that you are following Jesus in an effective way. Right. And that's going to look different for everybody. So you can't weigh your productivity against somebody else's productivity. You know what I mean? You got to look at you, what God's given you, what God's put in front of you, what the call is, and you measure it with that. You don't look at the person next to you and measure your productivity because it's easy to compare yourself to somebody else. And I'm not even talking about somebody that's doing more than you. I'm talking about it's easy to look at someone and be like, well, I did way more than them, so I'm obviously doing a good job. But that's not the measure. Another person is not the standard of measurement that we use. It is always the word and the peace of God on the inside of us. So I thought it would be cool today to get super practical um, and obviously to mix it with the word because this is truth be told podcast Um, but I thought it'd be fun to look at five habits of productive people because we want to break busy right we don't want to just be busy we actually want to be productive but with that it takes habits absolutely it takes daily discipline and what's interesting is this we as people need to create systems in our lives to produce our desired results. Yeah. So my wife, she's going to start to show us and talk to us about the five habits. But this is the thing. Whatever result you want, yeah. create a system or a habit in your life 
that's going to produce your desired result. Yeah. If you're not getting what you desire, do something you different. simply change the things you do because you are a product of what you consistently do. It's so true. It's And it's self-discipline, yeah. which I think is lacking right. in the world we live in. Right, for sure. All right. So five habits of productive people. Um, before I wrote the notes for this podcast, I read a couple of lists. You know, I went to Forbes and read, you know, 10 tips for successful people. And um, I just recently read a book by... Um, a phenomenal woman and it was on you know successful habits people things that successful people do and um so i've i've been reading a lot of information and um i kind of summarized this list to five habits of productive people right. habit number one is morning routine what you do in the morning is going to set you up for the rest of the right. day um let's read a scripture because i think that would be good um I love this. David said in Psalm 63, verse 1 through 4, he said, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in your sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Mm -hmm. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Maybe you're like wondering why on earth did she read like all four chapters? I mean, all four verses is the first one said early while I seek you well because it's when we seek God yeah. that we get into his presence right we get into our ca- into his character we're set up for the day when you start your day with the presence of God your day is going to be different when Absolutely. you know and you're reminded of his loving kindness your loving kindness is going to be different towards people um listen I know that not everyone is in like an early bird and I know that not everyone is a nope. morning person but I will say this is that it is crucial that you seek Lord, the Lord in the morning because truly it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Absolutely. And so, you know, what are some things in your morning routine, because you've been doing much better than me lately, <laughs> what's some things in your morning routine, obviously everybody's going to have different priorities and different yep. things, but what yep. are some things to highlight that you want to have intentionally and schedule in your morning routine? Well, before I even say that, I want to say is that I had to make a sacrifice to have a morning routine. Right. You know, I'm a Sleep. mom with a nine-month-old who, you know, hasn't been sleeping great. Right. And so what I found was I was making the excuse of, well, Hunter hasn't been sleeping through the night, so I'll just sleep in. You know, I deserve the rest. Mm-hmm. I've been up with her. Um but what I was finding was I was then sacrificing my time with the Lord and, mm-hmm. and sleeping instead because what would happen? I'd wake up because then Hunter woke up and by her first nap, I'm not interested in at that point in reading the word. You know, I either want to shower or I want to get the house clean or, and so I missed that window. And what I was finding, I was becoming incredibly irritable. I was becoming incredibly frustrated right. because why? The tone for my day wasn't set right. So the first thing I did was sacrifice some sleep. Yep. Some people listening to this you're gonna have to sacrifice some sleep set an alarm and that's gonna take discipline to do but you know I'm so thankful because that time that quiet time when the rest of the house is not awake has become so precious to me Mm -hmm. and it's that time where I can hear from the Lord so you know setting an alarm you know the second thing is create an atmosphere if you're gonna get up early create an atmosphere right for that you know I I wouldn't encourage reading the word in the in bed if you're still sleepy Mm -hmm. you're gonna go back to sleep you know I get up I come downstairs I light some candles I boil the kettle because I don't do my day without tea to start the right. day. 
<laughs> so, you know, I get into an atmosphere and then I read. I right. actually read the word. One huge thing I've done with my morning routine that has been life-changing is I don't get onto social media until I've spent time with the Lord. Right, right. Because uh, I read a book, you know, ages ago. I was I was much younger, but, uh, but by Lisa Turkerist. And she said how important it is that we exchange whispers with God before shouts with the world. And I know that sounds so corny. That's so cute. But wow. it's... <laughs> But it's the truth, right? <laughs> yeah, for We've got sure. to exchange conversation with God before we're ready to exchange conversation with the world. Right, right. And I mean, mine's totally different. Yeah. I wake up, I read, I do my notes, I do all that, right? Right immediately. And then after I'm done reading... I know you're not controlled by caffeine like I am. Right. I don't even... Yeah, I don't even have my first cup of coffee until I'm in the office usually. Yeah. So I literally wake up, I read, I take my notes, I go turn on praise music... Yes, he does. And I go and shower. Yes, he does. He does. And the whole house can hear the praise music. And I just set myself. And what I've been doing recently is saying some morning confessions, speaking life to my day, declaring that the day is going to be productive, praying that, you know what, God, let me be led by your spirit today. Let me make an impact for your kingdom. Let me be intentional about what I'm doing in this day. And so I set an atmosphere of praise right off at the beginning. And then I'll go into worship when I get out of the shower. And I literally do all of those things, setting up. Then I get ready. And then I come downstairs and I sometimes eat breakfast, sometimes don't eat breakfast. Yeah, it just kind of depends. Yeah. And I mean, that's the setup for my morning. Hey, will you talk a little bit about how the Lord convicted you about, you know, food or the word? Right. And so what I used to do was this, and this is a mistake. I would um, wake, say you wake up late. And a lot of times what I would do is I would say, okay, well, if I have time in my morning routine at the end of it, I will read the Bible. But I would always end up eating breakfast instead of reading the Bible. Yeah. And so I was convicted one day and God literally spoke to my heart and he said, would you rather feed your person or your spirit? Right. And so I got convicted and I literally made a decision. Well, if I'm not reading the word, I'm not going to eat breakfast. Or if I'm going to read the word, I'm only going to eat breakfast afterwards. He's like, what do you want to consume? Is your spirit man a priority or is your stomach a priority? So I always feed my spirit man before I ever feed my stomach. I always make that a priority because I know that in order for my day to be successful and have eternal value, I need to create a habit of getting in God's presence, reading his word, praising him, worshiping him. And that's the foundation and the key for my success throughout the day. Yeah, that's so, so good. So, you know, whoever you are listening to this, whatever your situation, your lifestyle, whatever, your morning routine is going to look different to ours. And that's okay. You got to figure out what works for you. But I want to encourage you to have a morning routine. Mm -hmm. It sets the tone for the day. When your morning gets away from you, the rest of the day gets away from you. And we're not supposed to live reactionary, right? Our life, you know, everything we do is not supposed to be out of a reaction. And so often that happens when you don't have a good morning routine. But the next thing, so point two, habits of productive people. The second thing is the use of a schedule or a calendar. None of us are above planning our day out. Right. Trust me. We've both tried to be above needing right. a calendar or something. One of the best things we ever did was sync our was calendars. syncing our calendars <laughs> together. Yeah, if you're married, I want to encourage you to sync your calendar with your spouse. It's so nice. Even if your spouse and you work completely different jobs, you know, it just brings you guys 
back onto like one page. I mean, mm-hmm. we put everything on the calendar. Right. Like I'm talking dinner plans with friends, um, you know, family activities. We put everything on the calendar because that way we don't double book. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? Well, that means we can be keepers of our word. Right. How easy is it to give your word to someone to say, hey, yeah, I'll go do that with you. And then you realize, oh my gosh, actually I double booked. Sorry, I can't do that anymore. So it just and also, when you're able to see your day out and see your week and your month, you can plan accordingly. So life doesn't, you know, kind of keep you, you know, you get in this place of just being busy all the time, but you're able to actually plan what's important and right. what's not. Absolutely. Because if you're not intentional about your day, yeah, you'll blink and eight hours will go by. Yeah. And then the question is, did you produce anything of value with that day? Yeah. And I mean... Some people, they'll take Saturday, Sunday night, they'll plan out the whole week in right, advance. Right. Other people, they'll take, and I like to try to consider this one as much as possible, I'll take the evening and I'll plan out the next day. Mm-hmm. So I'll reflect, okay, well, what do I want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. What's on the schedule? Who am I meeting with? You know, What are the plans? Where am I going? What am I doing? And then what do I want to accomplish right. outside of the mandatory meetings and things like that that I'm involved in? Right, exactly. So that I can actually look at the end of the day and say, okay, well, I did something. Yep. And yep. it wasn't just busybody stuff. I did something. I actually was productive. And it produced something. Yes. No, exactly. Um, but I don't want to sit too long on right. that one. I just think it's so, such a good, good one. So the third um, habit of productive people is a frequent revision of vision and goals. Mm-hmm. You know... We've got to start with the end in mind. Right. Um, the Bible talks about how, you know, he who, um, if when, when you're like on the plow, you don't look back yeah. because he who looks back is not fit. Yeah. What is God saying? Well, you got to count the cost. you got to go in knowing what you're doing. Right. Too many people are living their lives by accident or they're sitting back and watching everyone else live their lives mm-hmm. while their life just passes by. Right. Every decision that I make and every decision that Chad makes is with our vision and without like, you know, where we're going in mind. Right. We don't, we're able, and then that you're able to say no to things. You're able to decide what's important, what's not important because you're weighing the end in mind. So right. I don't do everything. Right. I feel like you want some time to talk. I know. I get so excited. This is like my geeky, like, oh my gosh, yes. Let's talk about calendar and highlighters and color coding. Of course. And then I start to geek out. So I'm sorry. Go and ahead. I mean, even in the previous podcast, we laid out purpose is your overall literal purpose for being on planet Earth. Vision is, you know, it comes and it goes. It's seasons. It's time periods. It's certain things. But yeah. you got to write them down. Habakkuk 2.2 2 says, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. Yeah. Put stuff down. Right. Write it down. Because you know what? If you write it down, you can't run away from it. Show some people. Right. Help them keep you accountable. Because remember, the vision that God's given you is going to be your measure of success. Absolutely. Um, this book that I referred to um, a little bit earlier, it's Five Things Successful People Do Before 8 a.m., and it's by a woman, um, Terry Savall Foy. And something that she says is, if you want to know what your measure of success is, write a eulogy for yourself. Mm-hmm. So what, 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 like, you listen to that and you're she like, what, what do you Miles mean? Write a eulogy. What do you want to be said of you mm-hmm. when you leave this earth? Whatever it is, is your measure of success. Yeah. That to you is what you count as successful. Mm-hmm. But in order 
to have that, you got to know what you want to do. You got to know what your goals are, what your visions are, and you got to frequently revise them. You got to keep them at the forefront of your mind. Right. You got to keep them hot. You know, it's easy to allow vision to fall to the side, get discouraged, get distracted, lose focus. You got to keep the vision hot. You got to keep it in front of you. You got to consistently remind yourself whatever the conviction that's creating the passion in your life to accomplish these things. It takes intentionality, but if you never write it down and it's not somewhere for you to look at, you're not going to accomplish anything. And so you got to revise because God reveals more and more to us. Yeah. And we got to write it down on a consistent basis. Yeah, so no, I'm going to sure. steal this one and I'm going to say number four. Go for it. All right. Boundaries. They know when to say no. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Amen. This Some of y'all are yes lesson. people. Yep. And you say yes, 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 yep. and yes. And you're suffering Can you watch of my it. kid? Yes. Can you take that extra shift? Yes. Can I... Um, come, can you come over and help me out? Yes. Can you go? And I understand that there's a level of servanthood that's required for you, but if you don't have it, you cannot give it. And yeah. if it's hurting you, then it's not a benefit for either one of you because you can't give again what you don't have. Yeah. And it's okay yep. to say no. <laughs> Surprise. Yep. It is okay. And permission. it is healthy mm-hmm. to say no. You know, you don't have to do everything. I've actually learned that a lot from from you is that you don't have to do everything. You don't have to say yes to everything because for me, you know, I would get frustrated because I felt like I had to say yes to a lot of things. Um, but I realized, Hey, it's okay to say no. It doesn't make me a bad person to say no. I can't do everything. I think, you know, I think this, there's so many uh, sides to this yeah. whole thing, but I think one side is, um, is we feel like it's like a fear of missing out. I have to say no. Mm. I mean, I have to say yes because I don't want to miss out. Right. But you know what? It's okay. You don't have to be part of everything. Absolutely. It's like Hunter. My kid has FOMO. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any other kid that has FOMO like this child. She'll be so tired. But if she hears people around her talking or having fun, she's like, it doesn't matter how tired she is. And a lot of us are like that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to miss out on anything. But you know what? All you're going to do is make yourself tired. Absolutely. I was just talking with a guy today. And in two days, he worked 36 hours because nobody else could pick up shifts. Nobody, you know, they're short staffed. The the guy was consistently coming to church every single Sunday for a long period of time. He gets this new job. The new job is going good. A few people quit. The boss needs him to pick up some extra hours. He doesn't like saying no, so he keeps saying yes. This guy's run ragged. He's tired throughout the day. Can't spend time with his kids. Isn't able to make commitments to church. And he just feels obligated to have to say yes to every time his boss says, listen, I need somebody to take a shift. It's not even about the money. It's about the necessity to say yes. And this guy, he's running ragged, man. Yeah. And we just had a conversation about how he needs to make time for himself, for the Lord. And he's about to re reschedule his weekly calendar and talk to his boss because it's not a sustainable thing. Yeah. And a lot of people are out there and they're feeling like they need to say yes and they're hurting themselves long term. So you got to really be purposed in your heart about what you say yes to. Obviously, there's a certain level of servanthood that's required, but you don't want to hurt yourself. You know, you don't want to run out of steam. You don't want to put yourself in a bad situation. Yeah. I even think like 
this doesn't even apply to, you know, work and stuff. What about social? Right. I think too many people are spending so much time hanging out, spending Mm -hmm. so much time, you know, because they don't want to miss out and their friends always want to hang out. Their family members always want to hang out. And you're spending all that time doing that. You're never spending time alone or you're never spending time just relax, just chilling out. Yeah. Being home, relaxing. Um, So even your social life, you know, you got to watch that. Your social life needs to be a blessing. It needs to be fun. It doesn't need to be something that you're doing all the time to the point where you feel like you have no time for anything else. Right. In um, First Corinthians, First 10, Corinthians 10, 23. Go ahead. <laughs> you say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Right. You know, that's Paul. He's talking about being able to say no yeah. to things that could lead just to, because something is yeah. good or allowed doesn't mean it's going to help you doesn't Absolutely. mean it's going to be beneficial and i think this point really ties with the previous point because when you keep your vision and your goals in your mind it's easier yeah. to say no to things mm-hmm. because you know what's important and you know yep. what's not important absolutely so the fifth one we're going to end it with this is that the fifth habit of productive people is self-care and i feel like that might be a surprise to a lot of people but the bible says in luke six forty-five. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. We have to remember that everything that we do, marriage, parenting, our career, friendships, relationships, literally anything um, flows out of the abundance, right? Mm-hmm. It flows out of the inside. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure that we take care of the inside. One of the most important things is your relationship with the Lord. Okay, that's a right. given and we kind of covered that. But what about doing stuff that you enjoy? Winding down, relaxing. Right. Um, the other night I took a shower at like 9.47. It was like 9.47. I know it was 9.47 because I actually posted. We have a mom's group um, at our campus and I posted in it and I said, sometimes self-care looks like taking a shower at 9.47 because it's the first uninterrupted moment that you've had. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to take care, us, care of ourselves. Um, too many times we overlook ourselves because we, we want everyone else to be so important, mm-hmm. but we have to take care of ourselves because out of the overflow comes everything else. Right. What does the Bible say? Love others as you... What, did I just steal what you were going to say? Absolutely. Oh, I love but it Do you want me happens. to give you the actual Bible verse? Because go, go, you know, go All right. So the Bible says, and this is the two most important commandments. You got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And you got to love your neighbor as yourself. I think a lot of the problem is is that people don't love themselves right. effectively. They don't have their own value. They don't have their own purpose. You know, they're floundering or haven't taken time to care for themselves. So they can't even love other people. Yeah. They can't do for others what they even want to or maybe even what they're called to do because they've never taken that time. Set some things aside. You know, I love it because that time from like 9 p.m. to 10.30 is kind of my time. Yeah. Where I can just relax. Sometimes it looks different every night, but relax. Sometimes it's even just taking notes. Uh, two nights ago, I had a study that I was doing, and I just took notes for an hour and a half. That was actually one of the most relaxing things I've done in a very long time. Yeah. So you gotta see what you need, right? And on different days, at different times, it's gonna mean different things. Yeah. But identify what you need, and feed yourself. And in, not even that, invest in yourself. Right. I love it. Um, 
you obviously have been so incredibly busy with ministry. You know, you were running so hard. So what did you do? You decided that on Wednesday afternoons, you're going to go play golf. Right. And now it's actually a golf group. Now he calls it his golf group. It's golf which group. I'm just, it's ministry. You know what? <clears throat> but the point is, is that was a point of self-care for you yeah. where you take the time out, you leave the office, you leave the work mm-hmm. and you go out and you have some self-care. Now my self-care is it's drugs, hard drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, the Lord help him because he has to share a bed with me tonight. She hasn't denied it yet. I have never done hard drugs. I have never done any drug other than caffeine. And that is a drug. But baby, and sugar. Your love for me is a drug. Oh my gosh. Mm. I just puked in my mouth. Mm. But you know, my self care ladies is once a month my husband sends me to go get my nails done. That's just something that I do as self-care. It's something that he does to take care of me. Um, you know, other self-care, I like to, you know, have a bubble bath. I don't know, whatever. For she everyone, also enjoys sex. I think that's uh, really important. That is her self-care from me. I honestly oh, <laughs> am speechless. And I kind of want to walk away from recording this podcast. What? Why would you say that? <laughs> it's your self-care. You need it. It's fuel to your tank. Anyway, I would hate for a marital dispute to take place on the Truth Be Told podcast. So <laughs> I'm going to round <laughs> this up by saying that you are important. Yes. And in order to be productive and in order to bear fruit, you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Why? Because out of the abundance is how we live. It's how we speak. It's how we treat others. It's how we are a spouse, how we are a parent, how we are an employee, and the list goes on. So to refresh real quick, because I'm sure all of us got derailed by that very inappropriate comment. Five habits of productive people. One, they have a morning routine. Two, they have the they they utilize the use of a schedule or a calendar. Three, they frequently review their visions and their goals. Four, they have boundaries. What does that mean? They know when to say no. And number five, they take care of themselves. And that are the those are the five habits. And I promise you, if you do these things, you're going to be able to look back at your life and say, all right, I'm productive. You'll be able to look back at your week, on your day, and say, I produce something of value. And I think it's time that you would really consider creating these habits so that you could have that success. Because you know what? The Bible... It expresses explicitly that productivity is the fruit of a true disciple. Not just in Christ, but in your workplace, in your family life, in your personal life. Productivity is important. Yeah. So my wife is going to pray for you. Awesome. I'm going to pray and then we're going to end this thing because I feel like we might have gone a little bit long. But hey, that's okay. It's a it's a cool topic and I love it and I hope that you enjoyed it. Hey, we would love to hear your feedback. Do us right. a favor. If you've never reviewed this podcast, please go ahead and give us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Um, share this. If you share it on Instagram, please tag us in your Instagram story. We always love to see that you are being blessed by this. But Father, I just thank you so much for your word. God, I thank you that you have given us everything that we need for life and for godliness so god i thank you that it's possible for us to be productive god we don't have to just be busy people that are drowning and overwhelmed and you know busy with just stuff god i thank you that we can be productive you've given us everything that we need to be productive lord i pray right now that the fruits of the spirit we would exercise them 
that we would be able to be the best versions of ourselves. God convict us to make some changes. Whatever that looks like for whoever's listening, God Convict us to make the changes that you're requiring because you're calling us to another level. Your word says that we go from glory to glory, God. So I thank you that we get better every single day. God, we love you. I just pray right now that you would bless every person listening to this. And we just honor you because God, at the end of the day, this is all about you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us on today's Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single Friday. If you know of someone who could benefit from this, we would love for you to share this on your social media, as well as go ahead and leave us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.